So learning today is sponsored by Adam and Elisa Mervis, Lilian Ishmael, Menachem Mendel Ben Kalman. So, I'm sorry? Kalman Ben Menachem Mendel. I'm sorry? Let's try that again. It's sponsored by Lilian Ishmael, Kalman Ben Menachem Mendel. I think I read I think I read it backwards or something. Okay. I just want to touch on the halachas, uh, maybe an appropriate halachas topic, is the halachas of Natil Sudaim. So everyone this week's partial, the story of the halacha of the Kior, the Kayan Gobel, the Kayan, sorry, the Kayan before he goes into the any Kayan goes into the basic to do a void of, actually wash his hands and feet. Um, so the Rashba, in the, which the Beshesha brings down in Simandawa, was discussing the, for the Tila Sedaim for the, for the morning, does it require a clear nut? That was the question. Now let's, let's clarify, just for the, the Tila Sedaim in the morning, the Zoyer, the Gomorrah, the Shabbos, and the Zoyer say that there's an issue of Ruch Ra, the person sleeping, there's a Ruch Ra on his hands which has to be re- removed. That's not what we say Al Antisidayim for in the morning. We say Al Antisidayim in the morning, it's not for the Ruch Ra. There's a Tosis in Chulam which says that anytime which we do, he has the question, why don't we make a Baracha on Maim Akrainim? So the Morse says Maim Akrainim was, was encouraged because there were different types of chemicals remaining on the hands from the, the food that a person ate, which would be dangerous. Anything that you do because of Sakana, we don't make a bracha, Tosis says. So the Ruch, removing the Ruch raw is a Sakana issue. So he says, according to Tosis, you will not make a bracha. But we make a bracha. The bracha is a different different issue. So the Rosh says the bracha was, before we daven, our hands, to have a level of pure, cleanliness you need for daven, you have to wash your hands. And that requires a bracha. And according to the Rosh, you'd actually make the bracha before Shachas, Mincha, and Marav. Give a key of the tilt before Shachas, Mincha, and Marav, and you would, you would make a bracha. Pashas, according to the Rosh, there's no need to use a clean. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, that's not, you want to remove the, remove the Ruch raw, you have to wash with a clean. Three times, etc. That's the Ruch Roy. So this is not the Ruch Roy. So this is uh, preparing yourself for Tfilah. For that, any, cle- any, any cleansing process is sufficient. That's according to the Rosh. The Rashba was asked if you need a clean. He says it would seem to him that the reason why you need a clean is because the same way the Kayan. As he goes into the base of Mikdash, into the, into the Mishkan, to do his avoida, he needs to prepare himself with washing his hands. So a person would start his day. A day is a day of avoida Hashem. So a person has to come into his day by washing his hands. So he, it's comparable to the, the Natila of, of the, the, the Kayan from the Kir. He doesn't say for davening, interestingly. He says for the day of service of Hashem. And that is, therefore, there's no, you make the bracha once a day, according to them, not for Menchamar, but it's not connected to, to davening at all. And do you need a kli for that? And just like the, the kir, where there was a requirement that it had to be from a kli, kir was considered a kli. Mm-hmm. And actually, the luck is, in cases where they couldn't use the kir, they would use a kli instead. So the same thing over here. So that's the, the, the tila for, for davening. I'm not going to get involved in those halachas right now. I, I found a very sweet safer. Um, he took the, uh, the parsh of the kir, and he took every word of the parsha of the Kir, made a Rosh Hashanah out of it, and learned all the halachas of the Tzil Sudayim out of the parsha of the Kir. The, every you know, he went through the and, and then he has he has you know the the, the Rosh Hashanah on top, and he has the beer on the bottom. Each line, what it means. So a uh, little short pamphlet. So he ties it into the idea of the Tzil Sudayim for for meals as well. So I, I want to talk about that a little bit. Because um, Al gave it two reasons why we wash before meals. One is because of that there should be they should have the keys, which should, should be clean. The mark ties into the the keys and kedusha. The second reason the mark gives is called Srak truma, that the kayan the kahanim there was a lot of yadayim 
were considered tame for, for truma purposes, for coaching purposes, and a kohen would have to wash his hands for truma purposes and for coaching purposes. In order to get the kahanim into the mode of washing their hands, because our masak and the Riso would also wash his hands under certain circumstances. Now, the kahanim would be washing his hands much more often for truma and for kachim than we're going to wash. He had to wash anytime he ate any peri, whether the peri was wet or wasn't wet. There's a law you had to wash your hands. That doesn't apply for you. What we do, we only wash for peris which are wet. Uh, there's actually Shabbat this whole we don't wash for that at all, which is maybe with Pshat the Minigarlam. Some people are lenient in that, but the Mishaburah passes you should wash for that. Um, we wash only if we're going to be eating, only if we're going to be eating. The Kayan, anytime he touched Truma, he would have to wash his hands, but at least in some way, there's a parallel between washing for Truma and washing for non Truma. Um, so that's the second reason. We, we pass in both reasons in Allah, and the Bir Allah talks about there possibly so will be some differences between the two. We're Machmer both ends. Okay. Interestingly enough, a person only makes a brach of Allah Tisadai when they plan to eat a kabaya. Because we're since we're tying into the world of Tumah, and the world of Tumah, um, that, that the power to Matama something requires a kabaya, so that, that, that we only make a bracha if you're Allah Tisadai if you're planning to eat a kabaya. Now there's a guru that says you make a bracha even on a, on a kazayas. Mishabura doesn't pass in like that. But um, one thing I think is relevant, let's say the night of the Seder, when we wash our hands, you should, we say no bracha, right? Well, for sure it's no bracha because it's less than a kazayas. It's a bracha of a tolev, you'd make it less than a kazayas. So now the person would wash his hands and made a bracha by mistake. It's a common issue, like, you know. Well, he says, no, no, no bracha, no bracha, no bracha. And he says, bracha to Hashem, I mean, I watched somebody do that. I was like, great. Like, no bracha, no bracha, bracha to Hashem. What did you just do? Like, you know, like, you know are, you, are you awake or not? So, so I told me the kazayas. Because right, as it says right now, it's a bracha of a tolev. If you, if you had a kazayas at least, according to the, according to the Quran, you'd be chayv to make al bracha al hitzudayim. So, um, the the mishabur then raises the following question: Is there a chiyum natila less than less than a kazayas? So, so mishabur in, in hilchos hitzudayim writes that there's no chiyum natila uh, for pas or for peris. Then he says in a, in a, in a footnote from he he, he was magia later on, and when he got later on to hilchos. The halachas of the seder. He said that the Torah passes. You make a, you have to wash. You realize that a So he came back. He wrote a note to the bottom. When I got there, I realized. So even though I, it seems to be, I have many rise that should not be so. But the Torah says you have to wash. And butla daitli yitzel daitli. So any amount that you're going to be eating, you'll be washing according to the maskara of the Mishabura, But you don't make a bracha unless you're eating a kabeya's worth of. Now, how big is a kabeya? It's a fair question, right? How big is a kabeya? So my rebbe uh, used to give me the rule of thumb: is if you if you're you can picture a, a bakery loaf of rye bread, a two-pound loaf of rye. You take a slice in the middle of the loaf. That's a, that's a kebeya. That's the amount of a kebeya. So a person having one, sli- one full slice of rye bread, that would be enough to make a brocha of Alatil Zadayim. Sometimes you have, it's re- relevant, you're, in Chinochishas, you have a kid, you know, you wash your hands and make a brocha, you know, and then the kid is like, you know, this much mechala, or this, you, you didn't wear mechalachim properly if you're letting him eat that much bread afterwards. Because he wasn't chayv to make a bracha al tizadayim in that situation, so you know the kid's not getting so much bread. Don't make al tizadayim with him, because you're mechanic him to make al tizadayim for the wrong size. Like you know, some schools have this policy: all kids have to wash for lunch, and they all wash and they all make a bracha, and they all bench. So some of the kids don't even. A, a, a point on that is: if a child does not eat a kazayas, or a person adult doesn't eat a kazayas of bread, and you make hamoitzi in any amount of bread you're eating. But that, that it patters all the other foods from brachas only via kazayas. 
So if I, if I eat, a, eat a small piece of bread like this, I make a moitzi on it, but I still have to make a brook on every, all my other foods. I have to make a brook on the, on the meat and the chicken, whatever else I'm eating. And, and obviously you wouldn't bench that, that situation either. So, you know... Does that mean you have to eat the gazites before you eat the other, or is it you only eat the um, so there, there is a Dogel Revolver which raises the question that maybe you should have to eat the kazais beforehand. The, the logic is once you have a kazais of bread, everything, everything else becomes secondary to the bread, so it's all clue to the bracha for the bread. That's his argument. You know, he says, Lachar, you should have to eat the beforehand. The most, most sheet is hold as long as you're planning to eat a kazais, that's sufficient. Would, would you wash hands without a bracha if you're, you're going to eat uh, kazais or less? Just, just, just say, when the comes out, you wash it, you wash hands without a brocha. If you're eating a kabea or less, kabea or less, right? You, you wash it without a brocha, right? And you should could I train kids just to wash their hands without a bracha if they're not going to eat more? It's very confusing. That you know, you're asking a good kid question. We'll give a class on kid a different time. Um, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I'm not sure. It's, it's a confusing thing, you know. But, but part of training for once you get to the age where they have to train them, part of the training is there's sometimes yes, sometimes no. They should need, they need to they need to let as well. Because right. Zayas is enough, though, or no? Or it has to be for that? Mishabur comes out, you should not make a bracha unless I'm a kabeya. Because right? yeah. I don't like kids, too, I guess. Well, so that would be yeah, well, her. Um, I don't know if they ever eat a kabeya. <laughs> they will, don't worry. Sometimes you'll start wondering when they ever stop eating. That's a different issue. As I get older, okay? But anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I want to focus on, 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 on the Tila. You know, there is a council on Tila for Paris, so I'm not going to focus on that right now. Um, just, I want to throw out one scenario which we don't necessarily think about. We talk about the tiller for Paris. The Shachar Paskin that applies to items made from flour as well. So if you dip a donut in coffee, you have to wash your hands. You dip a cake in, you know, in, in a drink, which is basically a water drink. It's a water-based drink. Tea, coffee, something of that sort. Soda. You'd be putting some type of mazonas into there. You'd have to wash your hands because it's tibula b'mashka. You're dipping it into a mashka. Do it, you want to do an orange juice, orange juice is not a mashka. You want to do it, you know, unless, unless it's reconstituted with water. Or you want to do it in grape juice, wine is a, is a mashka. But you want to do it in, in coffee, tea, soda. These are, these are all water-based. Water is a mashka. You have to wash your hands. You have to wash your hands. No bracha, but you have to wash your hands. It's well, water-based, not oil? Well, usually it's very... I mean, it, it, oh, that's a good question. Oil-based, oil means olive oil. Right, oil based would be olive oil. Um, it's also relevant. Um, someone you, normally you normally eat with a spoon. You don't have to wash. If I eat soup with, I put mandels in the soup. That's not a problem because I don't. I don't usually eat soup with my hands, right? But um, or, or you know that type of thing. So it's normally done with that. But you'll dip in the food and you're eating with your hands. You know, you dip it, the, the donuts or something into your coffee. That that's that's very common. You do it by hands. That that's a problem. Um, so Rebbe, is that? Or best was that only on the reason of structure, but it has nothing to do with cleanliness? Because if it was cleanliness, you would always be washing your hands. That's a structural measure, right? Correct. Um, so the clean which we use, the clean preferably should not have any cracks in it, not any holes in it, etc. If it does have a crack, so or part of it is like sort of worn out, you can still use it as long as you pour from the lower the lower portion. In other words, what happens is the bar, bottom of the key is still called a clee. The top is where you have the problem. Mm-hmm. So you're, if you wash it, so if I have, let's say, something like this, and it got a, a piece of it got pulled out, you know, something at the bottom got pulled out. So I can wash over that, that, that rim. That's fine. But I shouldn't wash over here. I should wash over the dafka from the place where there is the crack, which is counterintuitive to some, you know, to some extent. I'm using disposable cups for washing purposes. Uh, so Mershaw has a tube of Mershaw, you cannot. 
Moshe holds that the same hat that Moshe has, you're allowed to open cans and these type of things on Shabbos, because since they're disposable, that makes them considered like a non clean So the flip side of that is you can't use it for Kiddush or Kodron Moshe, and you can't use it for washing the tilts of dye. Um, so, but why is this? But Rav has a, he's, it's based on a, it's based on a Mishnah in Mitzvahs Kalim that Kalim, which were they had Kalim, which were disposable. Interestingly enough, we think that we came up with the idea of disposable Kalim. So they have they have disposable Kalim in the time of Chazal as well, and it says it's not makabel tuma. So assuming that not makabel tuma means is thinking of the fact that it's not a kli. So Rav says whatever you need to kli. So Russia's Mechadish, so on Shabbat is not a problem of, of opening it, because you're not, you're not opening a Kli you're not, at that point in time. And for washing purposes, for Kiddush purposes, it's not a Kli, so you can't use it. Um, Rav Henkin actually held um, that, he seemed to hold not like that, that you could use it. So uh, this is not such a well-known. There are other persons would say that you could use it. Many persons you could use it now. You and according to Marsh, as long as the, the natural way you use it is one time and then throw it out. See, we have a very very hard disposable clean, which some people might actually wash and reuse. Maybe that's better. That might be an argument that that would be better. Doubling up, uh, you know, I see some people like they double up for kiddush. I cannot explain to you the logic behind that. But you know what what that is exactly why that's so. I don't know. Whether, I'm sure they have some reason why they do that. Mishabur says, when, when, now using a faucet to wash, you don't have any cup, you want to use a faucet. Um, so there is a case in the luck of using a faucet. It's talking about if you had a large barrel and you had a spigot at the bottom of the barrel, so the barrel is a clean, and you're washing from the clean. Right? So then the next question is, but there's a second requirement of kind of right? has to come a person that has to come under human intervention, human human power. I'm opening and closing it, so the water which is immediately next to the spigot is called. I'm sending that water, but I'm using a clean. In our modern system, the the faucet which is attached which is attached to the sink is part of the the reservoir water, etc. That's not a clean. Doesn't have a din of a clean, and therefore that would not be valid for the fields of dime. Um, a person when they wash it, they should, they should have in mind that Mishur passes that a person when you wash, you should think that your purpose of your washing is to, that, to make your hands cl- proper for the eating purposes. And Mishur passes if you didn't, it's not you're not your tzeh. Now a lot of persons argue with Mishur, but the Mishur takes it that 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 chomer. So obviously the chatkila we should have in mind what we're doing. A washing in the bathroom was a common issue. Um, you have a cup, but you don't have you have you know you can't take it out. You know whatever it is, you need to. You know, no place to pour it out. You want to wash in the bathroom, so our, the, the halacha is washing in the bathroom. Many pesukim are make on as long as you you dry your hands outside. So you're finishing the process, the process of the tahara outside of the bathroom. Another example of that, by the way, is there's a question about washing in one room and moving to another place after you wash. It's a common issue sometimes by by a chas or something of that sort. So the best thing over there, Rishayimrik says that the best thing over there it would be that you wash over there, but you dry your hands as uh, as you're going. So you're finishing drying your hands right next to the place you're going to be eating. So the pro- we we understand that the washing and drying are all part of the process of the tahara process. So you're completing it right next to where you're going to be eating. So that wouldn't be a hefsek. I mean, that would apply like every Friday night. Most people, Most people from one room to the other, which is visible, that that's not an issue. The more it was like you know, you're like, like you have a different, a wholly different section of the building, like by some of these classes and hotels and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, it's it, it, it is It's not necessarily such a good idea uh, that it would work. One more common issue is uh, washing the house going out to the sukkah. 
right? That's that's you know that's mamash coming out outside. That would, that would be of that. Okay, um, I think we're gonna have to do a second half of this 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 share of the tila different time. Let's move me move to because we we got the three minutes. So move to one machshav on the parsha. And um, so somebody asked me the Rashi over here that Moshe Rabbeinu comes and he argues to. Hashem says he wants to destroy Klaisel, and Moshe Benu, as it were, blames the Kodesh Baruch. He says, "What do you want from them? You gave them all this kesef. You gave them all this. You know, what do you want from them?" And he gives a, gives a, he gives an analogy. So uh, they, they take a take a young man, you wash him, you anoint him, you give him to eat, you give him to drink, and he feels very comfortable with himself, etc. You put a put a money bag bag around his neck, and you put him in front of a base of Zionists. What do you want from the guy Shlomo that's that's what Rashi says. So somebody said to me, "No, that's our society. So what do you want from us? We're all potter, according to Rashi, right? right? We're comfortable. We have food. We have drink. We have anything accessible, whatever we want. Accessible, whatever we want. Everything is accessible, and we have the 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 the, the, the wherewithal to, to, to access it. So what do you want from us? That's what he asked me. All right." And he was serious. The funny one was the thing is a joke. Like he wants to tell, like you know, why is it an argument? So I said, I want to ask him if you look at the marshal. I wonder why does it say a ben? Why is it the point of ben? Is it, is it a man, a man who's in that situation. The point is not the fact that you. Right? What's the what's the point of a ben? So a ben, the point of a ben is that he doesn't have life experience. He doesn't understand the consequences of what's going to happen after he's he does the veyers. He doesn't understand the impact it's going to have on him. Right? So after the after Harsinai, they've left the world of hate. The, 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 the Malchamavas has no shlita over them. The Yitzhar has no shlita over them. They've left that world. And they didn't realize the impact. Adarisha in, in Ghana didn't understand what it means, the impact of hate. He couldn't, you can't imagine that. You know, we, you know, everybody says if they win the lottery, they'd be happy. You know, the studies have shown that most people who win the lottery are not happy. <clears throat> we can't understand the Nisoyan, what it means to all of a sudden you know, walk into a billion dollars. We think we'll handle it, but we can't. Well, right? But imagine a person did it once. He's not going to make a mistake a second time. Klaisel is not a Ben anymore. Klaisel did hate. We saw the impact. We saw the results. We don't have that argument anymore. We understand that it's negative. We understand that the seemingly positive gains are outweighed tremendously by the negative, negative elements, and therefore you can't control yourself. Even though it seems to be tempting, but you know, tempting to eat poison is not kishmak. Alamai, right? you didn't know it's poison. The first time you didn't understand that it's poison. So in that sense, you're compared to a Ben. The second time, you're not a Ben anymore. You have no excuse. So that argument doesn't apply to our society. We understand that there's negative impact. We've seen it time and time and time again. I just maybe to finish, finish up one. I, I, you know, there's people. People are. Let's say I don't, I'm not denigrating anybody. I'm not, you know, people's challenges. Right. Right. Most of the things that we many people many times people people do it's because they're used to it or they they feel depressed, frustrated, etc. They just you know want to do something just you know. And the alcohol does it also. There's very few alcoholics who will tell you that in the long run it really helped their 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 their, 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 their happiness in their lives. Right? So that's the same thing is true by any of it. In the long run, nobody's ever like, "Wow, I'm so happy that of it." It doesn't work. So it's hard to say that at this point in time we have the innocence of a Ben anymore that we can claim afterwards we didn't realize. Okay.